You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Utah basketball travels to TCU. How did the Utes show out? Good, but not good enough. Also, Utah football picks up another commitment, but from someone out of nowhere, what's going on with Utah recruiting right now? Why all the flips? And how come everyone at Ute Zone is talking about ninjas? Lastly, Devin Lloyd makes another All-American team. Why this is a continuing trend, why we won't see the last of this, and why Devin Lloyd truly is the best defensive player in Utah history. All that coming up on today's episode of the Locked on Utes podcast for December 8th, 2021. my Utah friends and family. Thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are also brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. Starting things off with a breakdown of last night's basketball game. The University of Utah basketball team traveled to Fort Worth to play TCU. It was a tough game, and uh, stop me if you heard this before, Utah basketball made it a uh, a grind of a game as they traveled to play the Horn Frogs, and you know, um, I just don't see that changing anytime soon. Part of the reason for that is that, well, before we get too deep into it, uh, good to see Marco Anthony back. Anthony did not uh, not exactly have the best of, of returns, really, for that one, unfortunately. But um, he wasn't alone in struggling. Riley Batten didn't score a single point. Uh, Raleigh Wooster, pretty solid night for him, too. Six from the, from the field. However, he did go three from three, three for three from the free throw line. Uh, Lahat June showing some good growth. Uh, Lazar Stefanovic showing some new guy growth in terms of going 0 for 5 from the field and 0 for 3 from the three point line. He did add five points on five free throws. Utah overall shot 84% from uh, the charity stripe. That's a pretty solid game. Uh, but if you look at the statistics, it's likely the best one that you're going to see out there. Utah shot 33.9% from the field, 3 of 20 from the three-point line, only 15%. That's simply not going to get it done. Final score of 76-62 to 62 as TCU uh, hangs it on the Utes there down in Fort Worth. And it was just it was a tough game. Uh, Utah had to slow it down that defensively that they don't have the depth right now to run and play with a lot of these teams, uh, the way that I think they really want to. However, we're continuing to see good things from Brandon Carlson. Second game playing on a bum ankle. He had 16 points, nine rebounds, one assist and six blocks, which that's the kind of Brandon Carlson that we all know and love. That's the guy that I think could be, a potential uh, 
all Pac-12 player, and who even knows, if he can have that kind of impact in a game uh, and get a little bit of help from around the rest of his supporting catch, cast, uh, that's big for, for this Utah team. Uh, what I really have noticed and liked a lot from Carlson is that his fouls have gone way, way down this year. Only had two fouls in the game. Also chipping in 16 points, Booth Gotch, 5 of 13 from the field, however, 5 of 9 from uh, the charity stripe, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, no steals, no blocks, and 1 turnover. Booth continues to play uh, Booth basketball, and you know I think this is a developmental process with him still. The, the potential was always there. I don't think that was ever a question. We saw it before when he was previously with Utah. He has to start to buy into playing in a system, and he has to start playing smarter basketball. It can't all just uh, be the booth show every single time when he gets the rock. Now, Utah did need him to generate some offense. They just had a hard time getting anything going. Again, talked about Marco Anthony, six points, uh, four rebounds, uh, two of four from the field. Two of two from the free throw line. Again, Utah is great from uh, the free throw line. Gabe Madsen, only eight minutes in that one. David Jenkins Jr., 3 of 11 from the field, still struggling to find uh, some rhythm for this Utah basketball team, and that's just how it's going to go. We've had this conversation, I think, already a few times that this Utah uh, basketball team, I almost said football team, uh, this Utah basketball team is going to take some time to develop. And I saw a tweet out there from, I believe it was uh, our guy, uh, El Diamante, um, saying, I don't think... This Utah basketball team is going to have the same success that the Utah football team has had. I I would agree. First of all, I don't think they're going to win the conference. Uh, Arizona looks like a juggernaut. They're undefeated and just beat Wyoming, who also was undefeated. So there's going to be some good teams in this Pac-12 conference that can't ever overlook UCLA, USC, obviously a good basketball team as well. It's just going to be a developmental season I think it, it, for a while with this Utah basketball team until you can get some death back until you can get some guys bought into the system until you can develop a rhythm I think David Jenkins Jr.'s struggles DJJ is the perfect example and the perfect catalyst for this team uh, hot one night cold the other they just haven't figured out the rhythm yet and some of that is with the injuries and everything else that's been happening it's just really, really hard. Basketball is a difficult sport. The other part about it, and, and credit to Josh Newman for pointing this out on Twitter the other day, either Twitter or an article. I can't keep uh, all of Newman stuff straight. I probably follow him a little too obsessively, I guess, if that's the case. He pointed out that practicing right now with so few scholarship guys makes it even harder. And it's not as if guys like Jackson Brenchley and Harrison Creer uh, and Eli Ballstadt are not good dudes or, or good basketball players. They're just not meant to be in your five, six or your seven, six, seven, eight, nine slots or, or your nine, 10, 11s or however they are. And so every time you lose people from that middle section and guys have to slide up, it makes it really, really difficult. And that's where Utah's at right now. They're going to have these bumps and bruises along the way. I think there are plenty of good bright spots. You have to hope that the guys who are playing well, that Brandon Carlson stays in the fight. I think he's uh, understanding of what this season was going to be about. He's always been a tough-minded kid. You know, I thought he uh, he gave so much in that BYU game, and you could see it on his face afterwards, that he wanted to win that so badly. But I think he understands that they've got a ways to go, and he'll stay in it. He'll continue to play hard and play well, and that will help to anchor this team as everybody around him de develops. 
And the bottom line is that this is a developmental coaching staff. It is a staff that is going to uh, uplift these guys. They're going to push them hard. They're going to be motivated. They're going to be full of energy. I don't know any way that Craig Smith can ever function without energy uh, just based on his caffeine consumption alone and the number of cups of coffee he supposedly drinks every day. But and until there's more stability in the lineup for one and, and more cohesion and more time practicing and playing together, this team's just not going to look great. And they're going to have these stretches where they go scoreless for periods of time, and it's going to be really hard to generate some buckets. And also, when you shoot 15% from beyond the arc, that's a real problem. You had several players that went over from beyond the arc. You know, Gabe Madsen is a guy that's got to be a flamethrower for this team. So for him to go over uh, one, that's a little bit tough. Now he hasn't been playing much. Same with Marco Anthony. You know, just barely getting back into it. Twenty six minutes tonight. You'll see him play better as his win gets up, and as also as this team starts to play together better. So keep the faith, Utah fans. This team has. Uh, every opportunity to do well as they trend further in the direction of a potential Pac-12 tournament spoiler. They just need to get in there. They need to get some games under their belt. It's going to be tough. It was going to be tough to be a tournament contender with this squad anyways. It was going to be even more difficult with the schedule they had. And look, this I think this coaching staff did a fine job putting together a schedule with very little time, with very little opportunity coming off a COVID year where nobody was really sure what was going on. So they're doing just okay uh, there. And the other thing to point out is just that, you know, they've they've won some games still. They've played some really good teams as well. And that'll all shine favorably as they start conference play. Just got to get through the next few games and get some people healthy and, and get some development and, and some cohesion and things will really work out for them. I, I, I truly believe it. I have a lot of, let's say, faith I don't want to say confidence necessarily, but I have a lot of faith that if this team continues to work and if they do stay on track and buy into what the staff is selling, that they're going to be a really good basketball team. Uh, maybe not a conference championship style team, maybe not a uh, an NCAA tournament team, but a good, fundamental, fun-to-watch basketball team for sure. As we switch things up, let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, Akbar Baja Giamila, and more, plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. 
Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash NCAA. Thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we are ninjas here on the podcast right now because we're talking about flips. It is flip season, S-Z-N. If you don't understand what that is, go find your local teenager. The kids on the neighbor in the neighborhood can explain it to you as they do uh, me all the time. But Utah football is cleaning up in the flip season. And what we're talking about is when commitments flip from one team to another. And with all the coaching carousel stuff going on, Utah has been in full-blown ninja mode as they've been building relationships with players that nobody had any idea. Uh, They've been working hard behind the scenes, bringing kids in on visits that people didn't even know were here in the Valley, being sneaky as all can, as can be. And it's paying off in big dividends. We talked about, uh, Jocelyn Malaska last night, the uh, Oklahoma cornerback prospect that flipped from Texas Tech. Uh, definitely a casualty of the coaching change there is Coach Joey McGuire, who recruiting guru. That might be a really sneaky good hire. I, I know a lot about Coach McGuire uh, through people that have worked with him, and he is a recruiting savant. If you go around and look, he actually offered a lot of players that Utah had already offered once he got to Texas Tech. So depending on how he can close, uh, that could be a very fascinating hire in the Texas uh, area. He's a, he's a great coach, uh, has been an excellent position coach. I believe he coached tight ends last at Baylor. Tight ends are defensive line, hard to keep all that straight. Um, but having already uh, detoured from, from what I was trying to talk about, flips from Texas Tech, and then coming into today, another surprise. There are still other players out there that I think are going to flip to Utah that I'm not really ready to talk about yet. Uh, If you want to go speculate, the best place to do that right now is youthzone.com. Go to the board. Look, it's you missed out on if you missed out on the annual 50% off sale. uh, There still is a promo, I believe, for a dollar for the month. It's well worth it. There are so many tidbits about ticket sales and everything else on the board. It's it's like having thousands of people combing the internet for Utah information. So it's super easy to uh, get obsessed over your team. Plus, the world-famous Steve Bartle does chats and and answers questions all the time. Dan Sorensen chiming in again with all the recruiting updates. Nobody's been doing recruiting longer than Dan. He has a plethora, yes, that's right, plethora of recruiting sources and information and everything like that. So go ahead over there right now. But the big news, obviously, Elijah Davis flipping to the University of Utah. He is a Florida cornerback, a very impressive athlete. And look, Utah has a a type. Um, I, I say cornerback. He's listed as a safety. I, I wonder where he'll end up playing at Utah. Uh, 6'1", 165 from Auburndale, Florida. He is an 85-three-star uh, prospect, 85-27, .8527. Uh, as the 24-7 industry sports composite goes, had offers from Illinois, Iowa State, USF, Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, FIU, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, 
Indiana, Liberty, Marshall, Michigan, NC State, Nebraska, Pittsburgh, Rhode Island, UCF, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, and Tennessee. So U2 goes in and beats out a bunch of teams uh, for this guy, and and he's really an an impressive late bloomer, very good length that will allow him to be disruptive um, at the line of scrimmage and very fluid. Uh, I think with with corners, safeties, that kind of thing, you either want guys that are super fast, uh, but you prefer them to be fast and fluid. And if you have a guy that's maybe you know average fast, I don't even know how you describe average fast, but like I mean, Clark Phillips has unreal closing speed. But really, what makes him great is that he's just such a fluid athlete. And that was one thing that uh, you know, if you can go get that, it's a big deal. And so Davis comes to the University of Utah. And that's a big, big get for the Utes. Uh, another very underrated um, prospect for the University of Utah. He's the 12th commit in the class as he joins Nate Johnson, Brandon Rose, both quarterbacks, running back Jalen Gulliver, another Florida guy, Chris Reed, another Florida wide receiver, Ryan Peppins, the uh, 6A uh, state championship MVP, I believe, from Alabama, Tyler Knack, local prospect, Tavo Motupaka, Puaka, from Hawaii, linebacker Lander Barton, of course, and Jocelyn Malaska, who we talked about yesterday, and Carson Tabarachi, and Teo Johnson, who had a monster dunk in a basketball game. Teo Johnson is a is a young man that I'm starting to get even more and more excited about. Very charismatic. He's an incredible athlete. I think he could come to Utah and, and be a real uh, a real shining star once they figure out what position he's going to play in. If he's coming as an athlete, I think we can all probably assume that it's likely as a defensive player. But uh, who knows? Um, Davis is uh, good friends with Jalen Glover, and he's, he knows a lot about the Utah fan base. He, he's coming in to visit uh, officially now, but wanted to commit all the way. Uh, <laughs> he has 24 scholarship offers. Uh, that's a lot. So he's a late bloomer in terms of the recruiting cycle. And you're seeing a lot of guys this, this cycle who are coming in late. And that's part of what Utah has been able to do in their recruiting stuff. What they've done is they've been able to identify players early on, build relationships and keep them off the radar because it's the, the classic thing. I think Tyler Knack is a great example of this. And I preached about it over and over again, that Utah can't go in and offer Utah kids locally early on. They have to be very stealthy in recruiting those kids if you talk to Tyler if you read the interviews with him he'll tell you the same thing Utah was the first team that was in on him Utah was in on him from the beginning he loved Utah and Utah was in my opinion likely the front runner for most of the time he had a great visit out to Virginia he enjoyed his time at USC came home decided to commit to the Utes boom and now Utah has a 6-7-6-8 monstrosity coming in for the tackle program and I mean monstrosity in a good way Uh, like like he can move he's aggressive he's fierce I really really like his potential he's just raw you know he's so big but he doesn't have that kind of stiffness that a lot of big guys have he's just basically what it is is you can see that he's still got some fluidity to him but he's just learning how to use it but he's still so aggressive and i think that for big guys is critical because if a guy can be aggressive he can play through a lot of the mistakes and he'll just naturally improve anyways uh you know, nobody, I mean, up until a few weeks ago, nobody even knew if he had an offer or not. And that's the way that Utah is recruiting this cycle. It's what they've really developed. They've gone in, they've been quiet under the radar. I think at times maybe they've had kids show 
that they were recruiting them heavily just so that they could keep other teams off the scent. They're being very deliberate in how they're approaching their recruiting, and they're very being very deliberate in, in who they're targeting. I think they're going after the kind of athletes that they love, long, smart, uh, athletic, uh, fluid guys, guys who can play multiple positions, guys who hit. That's a big, big thing with Utah is they want guys who are strikers, as Coach Scally says, and they're starting to clean up a little bit. Now, is this class going to be the highest rated class in Utah history? Hard to say. I'm not exactly sure what's going to go down in terms of number of signees and initials and everything like that. Seems like there hasn't been a ton of discussion about that. There are still a lot of prospects on the board that I feel like Utah is in good position with and that Utah still wants to go after. Some of those are probably easy to figure out. Some of them maybe not as much. And I guarantee you that Utah still has a few flips in mind coming down the pipeline. Uh, And on top of that, they're going to sign a very strong, uh, potentially, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to say game changing, but uh, an offensively potent class with Nate Johnson, Brandon Rose, and Jalen Glover. I like Chris Reed as a, a wide receiver prospect. I like Ryan Peppins as a replacement for a Britton Covey type player, uh, but they have to get some talent in this program, and they have to develop uh, some athletes, so there still is plenty to come. I don't know that you're going to go any, go after any more uh, offensive linemen. I would suspect that they'll go after more defensive linemen and, and edge players and perhaps keep working on uh, Dallas Vakalahi, who will be a missionary. He's a sign and send, so that won't be as big a deal. But there, uh, Sione Vaki also coming home from a mission. Uh, I think we talked about him previously. Shown uh, squatting. He just walked right back in the gym, started squatting 315. So for those of you who lift, you know that that's quite, a, quite an impressive feat. So Utah is cruising down the road. Even at this point in time, their class does look really solid uh, with everything that they put together. It is uh, not quite the biggest class in the Pac-12 that belongs to Stanford. They're currently ranked number one overall in the Pac-12. Utah is currently ranked seventh with 12 commits. Their overall commit average is 86.94. That is, uh, as I'm doing math on the fly, one, two, three, four, fifth in the conference. So the average, fifth or sixth. Um, I shouldn't do math on the fly. That's a bad one. And that's without factoring in the fact that I, if Jalen Glover doesn't get a ratings bump again, I'm going to riot personally. He uh, Currently, the four stars are Lander Barton, Nate Johnson. Uh, Jalen Glover currently rated as a three-star at 8754. Every single person that I've talked to, interacted with from Florida who's seen him play has said the same thing. Jalen Glover is a beast. So I expect him to get a ratings bump. I expect some of these other players to get a ratings bump as well. We'll have to wait and see. That will likely come after the early signing day once they've had an opportunity to get everybody settled in. There is going to be more craziness. This coaching carousel has disrupted everything. I would not be surprised to see some Oregon players flipping to Utah. You can probably zero in on which ones might be considering. If you want names, if you want more information, there's only one place to go. It's utzone.com. I don't know uh, why you haven't signed signed up already, but if you haven't, go there right now. Otherwise, we'll continue to uh, give you the uh, basics here on uh, the Locked on Utes podcast. You might even say that we're preparing a buffet of tidbits for you. You know, if you've ever gone to a restaurant and thought to yourself, man, how do they consistently make such delicious food? 
The short answer is they have access to the right kitchen tools. They can make that buffet for you uh, right quick. With made-ins, professional-quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant-quality food at home. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. Made-ins cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. I tried their knife, and I love it. It's very, it, it's heavy. It's got a very comfortable handle. It is sharp. It is easy to use. Uh, I, it has a great protective cover, so it's not in the in the drawer just banging around. Uh, it, again, sharpness is a big factor for me. It cuts through everything. It, it, easy to use, but I really, really love the durability of it. But we mix it in with that comfortable handle. Uh, right now, Made In is offering our listeners fifteen percent off your first order with promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for 15% off of Made In. Utah fans, we know that you like it when your team gets it done. And that's why today I wanted to talk to you about Intercap because Intercap gets deals done. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs. It is the quick and simple process that Intercap uses to close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process. And that is what Locked On Utes personal loan officer Steve Carter has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including network founder david Locke, and you know that if steve carter can close a loan for david Locke and do it on time and do it fast and and stress-free that he can do it for anybody intercap is new to the locked on utes podcast but it is not new they've been around assisting customers with all their mortgage needs since 1978 that's over 43 years of experience and steve carter has been providing our Locked On listeners with the best experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help with all your mortgage needs in 40 different states. Give Steve a call. His direct number is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. Again, that number is 385-800-8528. Give Steve Carter a call. Tell him that you heard about him on Locked On Utes podcast. Steve Carter with Intercap Lending, that number one last time, 385-800-8528. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Closing out another episode of the Locked on Utes podcast. Thank you for hanging with me through... uh, Technical difficulties earlier. Uh, apparently, you need to keep laptops plugged in in order for them to have power. Who would have thought? So round two, hopefully, of this was a little bit smoother than round one. We'll never know as it is lost to the ethers forever and all eternity. Wanted to close this out by talking about Devin Lloyd a little bit as he was named to the Reese's Senior Bowl All-American team and also the CBS Sports All-America First Team. This is now the fourth career All-America honor after he uh, earned... Uh, freshman All-America, or excuse me, uh, Sporting News and Phil Steele All-America teams in 2020. Uh, he is ranked the number two in FBS this season with 22 tackles for loss, complementing his 106 total tackles, which ranks second in the Pac-12. The Beast from Chula Vista has had at least one tackle for loss in 10 of Utah's 13 games this season, including his career-high five against Stanford. 
Also had six pass breakups, four interceptions, tying for the lead among FBS linebackers and picks. He's just one of two linebackers nationally that has multiple pick sixes this season, including his 34-yard return in Utah's Pac-12 championship winning game against Oregon, earning him MVP of the game. Uh, I'm reading most of that from the press release that was dropped, but it's this is Devin Lloyd. And I think it's it's clear now that he's going to be a consensus All-American. He's likely going to be a top 10, top 15 pick now, which is even higher than I expected him to be. And at this point in time, can you singularly think of a single defensive player that's had such a massive impact in almost every single game that he's played in the way that Devin Lloyd has? Multiple pick sixes. He had a sack off for the first time where he literally sacked the quarterback to end the game. Like, that is... Amazing. He was second in the back 12 in sacks. He was behind Mika Tafua, his own teammate. So, look, he's just been incredible. And and he, it's not just he is going to become an NFL player. He's likely going to become an all-pro, in my opinion. And a lot of it is because he has the tools and the athleticism to do it done. But a bigger reason is because he has the personality and the leadership traits uh, that make him incredibly special. I think what he's done for this team, for this defense, is evident. They started out incredibly uh, sloppy, slow, sluggish, however you want to call it. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. There are a lot of guys that developed and, and grew into roles. I think that Devin Lloyd had a major play in that because of his leadership, because of what he's working with. We heard Cole Bishop talk about it. He's talked to Sammy and Cole Bagley about this multiple times, that it's a lot easier to get better when you're sitting in there watching film and Devin Lloyd is in there watching film with you. He has been absolutely tenacious in improvement. I think he stepped into a role that he wasn't altogether uh, supposed to be ready for when Manny Bowen left the team, and he has done nothing but skyrocket upwards and grow and and, and excel and you know you're going to see it in the awards and the, and and everything that he racks up this season. I think maybe the biggest clincher might be if Utah beats Ohio State and Lloyd has the kind of game where I think he's going to come out and just dominate because he has an entire month to prepare for this team. He knows what it means to leave this program uh, standing as high as it can possibly can. He's going to leave one of the greatest teams of, of uh, in Utah history, if not the greatest, as the best player on the team. And for that reason and so many other reasons, Devin Lloyd is the best offensive player in Utah history. He's going to prove it, I think, in the Rose Bowl. I think he'll prove it as an NFL player. I think he'll prove it uh, with the awards and accolades that he racks up as the season concludes and, and everybody starts to roll out those awards. I would bet on him being the Lot Impact Trophy Award winner. He was a finalist, uh, or he was a weekly winner t- twice and named as a finalist uh, this week as well. It, it's going to be impossible to keep up with everything, but just it's impossible to compare any other player to the impact that Lloyd has had. Uh, just from from all standpoints in the way that he's led this team, I don't think there's another player that's helped his squad and his unit overcome adversity and develop the way that Lloyd has while leading from the front. For me, it's not even a question anymore. Devin Lloyd is the best defensive player in Utah history. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Utes your first listen every day. Highly recommend that you make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Also, don't forget to follow uh, 
my good friend Cindy Robinson at Locked On Pac-12. She does a great job with that every single day with various hosts from around the Pac-12. Give it a listen. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for December 9th, 2021. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.